All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop, pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time uh, seeing my face or hearing my voice, if you're watching the replay or listening to a podcast, or I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the host of the show, and I am the owner and operator of NPL Legal Dish. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm very confused. I, I have to put put on my uh, Do Not Disturb because all these notifications are coming in, and it's throwing me off. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Instagram. Okay. So yeah, so I am the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LL Business Formation Firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork selection, EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contracts so you don't get burned by clients and uh, business partners, brand protection strategies, uh, hiring policy for discrimination. I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney, having one for 15 years and counting with a specialization in business formation. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you're going to need to know. All right. So that is why I do what I do. So if you are thinking about starting a business, if you are in the startup phase of your business, or even if you've been in business for a little while and could use a little bit more structure and need some kind of legal guidance, I'm the person that you want to talk to. And how are you going to get in contact with me? The best way to get in contact with me is to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you can book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a firm client, I also want to give, um, a, uh, a warning friends. I'm going on Christmas break, so I won't more um, watching the hour longs. I'm not doing that anymore. You can still book your uh, discovery, you know, your initial consultations, the 15-minute ones, and we will still have Talk to Me Tuesday. But from tomorrow until the beginning of January, there will be no more one-on-one, one-hour coaching sessions. Um, and as well, this show is going to be taking a hiatus uh, the week of Christmas, okay? But yeah. Um, so yeah, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you can also, um, download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you, uh, choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. You can also check out my series of video trainings on different aspects of business formation. I've got one on showing you how to get an EIN number. I'm sh- I got one showing you how to get a DUNS number. I got one showing you how to put together um, an operating agreement, which you need when you're going to open a business bank account. Um, as well at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can subscribe to the podcast and the, uh, YouTube channel. So you can catch up on episodes if you can't join me live. So there's a lot of stuff going on at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. And last but not least at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can get your NPL legal dish merch. Okay. Now, I only have two more of these cups left, so if you want your cup, you should 
uh, get it today. We only have two left in stock right now. And then the t-shirts, we only have six t-shirts left in stock. I remember they come in black, white, and navy blue. Um, so if you want, you know, your NPL Legal Dish merch before Christmas, please order it ASAP so I can get it out to you, all right? Because we are running low on supplies. You don't want to be left out, all right? But that's enough about what I do. Let's talk about the show and why we're here. The way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you guys send me, and we talk about them, okay? Um, This is a discussion. I want your comments and your questions as long as they are respectful. It's more fun when we participate, okay? So I, and I am going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you to put some stuff in the boxes. So be prepared, all right? Um, okay, so without further ado, I'm trying to think, did I miss anything? No, I did not. Okay, so without further ado, let's get started on our stories, okay? So, uh, if you know who Muhammad Ali is, please give me, um, boxing gloves in the comments. If you know who Muhammad Ali is, please give me boxing gloves in the comments, okay? What time is it? Let me just make sure we're on time. All right. So, and if if you have been living under a rock or, you know, on Mars and you don't know who Muhammad Ali is, Muhammad Ali is one of the greatest boxers of all time. Uh, He was known for, you know, his braggadocious style and his rhymes. His famous phrase was float like, hey, A.P. Jackson, thank you. His famous phrase was float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Right, and that that's uh, the inspiration for today's uh, today's show title: "Float Like a Butterfly, Sting Like a Copyright." Now, um, images of Muhammad Ali are very popular, but just because they're popular doesn't mean that anybody can use them, right? Um, so, why am I talking about Muhammad Ali? There are two photographers who are suing. Walmart for copyright infringement. Uh, two gentlemen, one by the name of Henry Haney and the other one who also happens to be a judge uh, by the name of Judge Peter Roberts. Uh, they are suing Walmart for copyright infringement. They said that um, they took a picture of Muhammad Ali in the 1980s and they sold that picture as a poster. Now, I could not find a, a picture, I could not find an image of this poster that they uh, that they had sold, um, but you know I'm going to assume that they're telling the truth, right? Uh, now, if you didn't know, in 2019, Walmart acquired a business, uh, an online business by the name of Art.com, where you can go and like buy posters and things. And Walmart was selling this very image that Henry and Judge. Rogers had taken in the 1980s. Now, Walmart did not get Henry or Peter's permission. They just started selling this. This reminds me of that uh, story that we covered where um, Walmart was selling replicas of uh, the rapper Little Baby's uh, symbol that he has on a chain, and they didn't realize that he had a trademark on it. Either way, anyway, so Henry and Peter are are taking Walmart to court for copyright infringement. Now, we know that this picture was taken in the 80s, um, but remember, and rules were a little different there, but what are Henry and Peter going to need to pull up 
to kind of overcome, to, to prove to the court that they own these images, right? What is the first way that, because in order to sue Walmart, Henry and Peter have to prove to the court that they actually took this picture. So what are they going to need to give the court in order to prove to them that they do own the rights to this image that they say Walmart is infringing? What do they need? Ooh, 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 AP Jackson. Like, I'm going to pick on you tonight because, uh, you know, every, I don't know where everybody's at. So, girl, it's me. And somebody else is here and they don't have their picture. So, girl, it's me and you. So, AP Jackson, what are Henry and Peter going to need to show the court to show that they actually have an interest in this picture? <clears throat> paper. What kind of paper? What What are they going to have to show? Proof. Yes, proof. What kind of proof, AP Jackson? Remember, um, now, we know the picture was taken in the 80s, but... Just because something happened long ago doesn't mean that, you know, you're held to those, uh, to, to those standards. You still have to go by today's standards. And what is the standard that you need to meet in order to be able to sue for copyrights in the court? AP Jackson said documents. What do you need to be able to sue for copyrights in the court? Because remember, we've talked about this before you kind of could come, you know, and you can still do this, but it's a lot harder. You could come with like, you know, evidence and here's my thing. But what is the court looking for these days when you're coming to them with a copyright infringement case? Because there are so many of them coming up. What do will you need? Um... All right, I'm going to I'm going to assume that you're typing the the answer in AP Jackson, but I want to I want to move along with this with the story cuz there's a lot of silence. Um but they would need to show their actual copyright registration. Now, because this picture was taken in the 80s, there may be some leeway for them. Now, if they have, you know, negatives of the pictures that they took, uh, you know, copies, uh some type of documentation, you know, the sales they made of the posters there's a lot that they could come up with to kind of, you know, try and overcome the fact that they don't have a legal copyright. But just know that in this day and age, if you are going to try and sue for copyright infringement in a court of law in the United States, you need a federally registered copyright. They are not accepting copyright infringement lawsuits if you don't have an official copyright. Remember, we have covered a lot of stories of photographers who have tried to sue celebrities for, you know, posting pictures that they took of them and putting it on their social media. A lot of these uh, photographers have lost because they didn't have copyrights on those photos, okay? So, uh, while yes, we know that Henry and Peter's picture was taken in the 80s, uh, they are, uh, ideally, they're going to need to come up with uh, their copyright registration or come up with a whole heap of evidence showing that they were the ones who, you know, took that picture and made a poster out of it and, you know, all that stuff. Um, so what do you, do you think that Walmart is at fault here? Well, it's not that even that they're at fault. Walmart did it. Walmart is selling the photo. But do you just think that Walmart didn't know or Walmart just didn't care? Do you think Walmart was being negligent or was Walmart, uh, you know, just an innocent bystander here? We thought this was a free picture. Do you think, what do you think uh, about Walmart in this case? Do you think that maybe, you know, they just, you know, oh, we just kind of forgot to look. 
Do you think they were being negligent or do you think that they were just, you know, they just innocently thought it wasn't, it wasn't a, a picture that belonged to anybody or maybe they thought nobody would catch them. What y'all think? What y'all think? Mm, mm. If you're driving, don't, don't type. But if you're not driving, come on, y'all. You know, this is more fun when we participate. Either way, um, if, uh, I, I don't doubt that Walmart did this without permission. Walmart has been sued several times for infringing on people's intellectual property rights. So, uh, I, and the fact that one of the plaintiffs is a judge, I'm pretty sure he knows his stuff and how to, you know, make sure that, that, that things go his way. So, um, I am predicting that Henry and Peter are going to win this lawsuit against Walmart. If you think that Henry and Peter will win the lawsuit against Walmart, give me a one. If you think Walmart is going to win this lawsuit against Henry and Peter, give me a two. Okay. All right. Where y'all at on tonight? Is Instagram working? I saw somebody pop in like a little bit earlier. All right. It's cool though. AP Jackson, you and me, we got to hold it down, girl. All right. Uh, but let me know what you think about, uh, AP Jackson said one with proper documentation, right? They're not just going to be able to go into the court and be like, your honor, he took our picture. They're going to have to show your honor. We took this picture in the 1980s. Here are the negatives. Here's the film. Here are the, you know, the invoices. Here's how many we sold all that stuff. So good luck to, uh, Henry and Peter. Oh, you're working on a project and listen. Okay, girl, I won't pick on you too bad. I'm sorry. All right. Moving on to our next story for the evening. Um, AP Jackson, do you remember when we covered, uh, the story about Hollywood, Hollywood Weekly Magazine suing Netflix over Tiger King? Uh, and for those of you who will be watching later, uh, some time ago, a few months ago, Hollywood Weekly Magazine, they sued Netflix over the, the, the term Tiger King. They claimed that they had intellectual property rights in the phrase because they had done, um, done articles of, uh, d- done articles on Joe Exotic even prior to him becoming, you know, this major, this major star, you know, due to the Netflix series, they had a, they had a, I want to say two or three articles. Um, and not only did they do articles in the, uh, Tiger King series, if you didn't watch, there are actual, um, still images of the articles that Hollywood Weekly Magazine, uh, did on Joe Exotic, right? Um, so Hollywood Weekly Magazine, when they saw the Tiger King series come out from Netflix, they were like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Um, Netflix, you need to cut us a check because we, we have been saying Tiger King. We have, you know, the rights on Tiger King run us some coin. Um, and they also said, you know, the fact that their, the still images of their articles appeared in the Tiger King documentary. They're saying that it is tarnishing their wholesome image as a magazine. So they're saying that the fact that the Hollywood Weekly Magazine articles were shown in this, this documentary of Joe Exotic, it's, it's making Hollywood Weekly Magazine look bad. Um, I don't know how much I agree with that argument, whatever. Anyway, um, now Netflix, they did use the Hollywood, uh, weekly magazine articles 
But, you know, the, the judge actually said that the use of those articles was fair use and that Hollywood Week, Weekly magazine doesn't have any real intellectual property rights over Tiger King. Why? Because there was evidence that Joe sold products under the name Tiger King and he ha- even had his own reality show called Joe Exotic Tiger King. If you watched the Tiger King documentary, you know that Joe Exotic was a social media star before social media was a thing. He had his own internet shows and he called himself the Tiger King. So for Hollywood Weekend Magazine to claim ownership over the phrase is you've really got a lot of gall. Not only that, you don't even have the term trademark, you don't have it copyrighted, nothing. So um, the judge in this case basically said, Hollywood Weekly Mag, um, I don't believe you. You need more people. You don't have a copyright registration. Joe Exotic was using the term Tiger King before y'all even knew about him. So you need to leave Netflix alone. That is what uh, the judge said to Hollywood Weekend Weekly Magazine to uh, about Netflix. So I want to know from you guys, if you watched the Tiger King series, right? Um, now, if, if, you, if you had a magazine and, you know, there's a series like Tiger King comes out because you've done an article on this, exo- this you know, weird guy, do you think that the, that the streaming platform Netflix, do you think that just showing the still images of the Hollywood Weekly Magazine articles, is that enough to tarnish the image of Hollywood Weekly Magazine? Was Netflix trying to say, hey, there's a correlation between us and Hollywood Weekly Magazine or, you know, Hollywood Weekly Magazine and the stuff that Joe Exotic was doing? What do you think? What do you think about the argument that having the the article stills in the, in the series were, are tarnishing the wholesome image of of Hollywood Weekly Magazine. I personally think it's BS. Um, you're a gossip magazine. You talk about what's in entertainment, you know, and not to say that entertainment isn't important. There's whole networks dedicated to entertainment news, but it's not like your CNN or the BBC, right? Nobody's going to be like, ooh, Hollywood Weekly Mag, you, you, you're in a Netflix documentary on Tiger King. Um, so... I think Hollywood Weekly Mag, they were pushing a little hard here. Uh, AP Jackson said not tarnishing. Right. I don't, I don't think it is either. I think Hollywood Weekly Mag was just trying to get a piece of that Tiger King pie because nobody, nobody realized how big Tiger King was going to get. On top of the fact, when Tiger King came out, we were at the very start of the, uh, of the quarantine because a lot of y'all ain't been quarantining. Um, at the very start of the quarantine. So people were just clamoring for, you know, entertainment. Um, they wanted something to watch. AP Jackson said, are they arguing because no one got permission to show their magazine? Yes, that's part of their argument. And the judge said, 
Look, your magazine is out there for the public. It's fair use. You're, you are allowed to use certain types of media as long as you're not trying to say, well, I did this. If you're saying, hey, we got this information from this source, from the Hollywood Weekly Magazine, here's the source, da 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 that's fair use as long as you're crediting people. But it's not like Netflix was saying, you know, we wrote this article about Joe Exotic and we named him the Tiger King. They're saying, hey, there's this guy out here. His name is Joe Exotic. People have been talking about him for a while. As a matter of fact, here are some articles that were written by this one publication, right? Um, yeah, so the argument that no one got permission, it is moot or it, it doesn't matter because the way that it was used in the documentary, it was fair use. Think about Saturday Night Live when they do their parodies of movies and commercials and things. Those are fair use. I do not know what that... Um, I don't know what that emoji is, AP Jackson. It's too small, and I got bad eyes, girl, even with these glasses. Please let me know what that is. Um, but yeah, so I think Hollywood Weekly Magazine, they were doing a little much. I think they saw dollar signs when they saw how big Tiger King got, and they were just trying to get a piece of that Netflix pie. But the judge said, no, girl. Oh, <laughs> it's a seat. You said, you told him to have a seat. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the judge said, no girl, uh, you're, 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 cl you're essentially clout chasing. You're trying to get a check from Netflix because you didn't know that Tiger King was going to be all of this. Um, so, you know, good luck to Netflix. Okay. All right. Uh, before we move on to our final story of the evening, how far are we getting? Okay. Uh, before we get on to our final story of the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business or you've been in business for a while and you need some more structure or you have a business idea and you literally just don't even know where to start at point one, you want to talk to me. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book your discovery call today. All right. And as well, make sure that you get your uh, NPL Legal Dish merch, your lovely mugs, your t-shirts. We have them in white, black, and navy blue, A-A-A, and it has the show logo on the side. Okay, all right. Let me get a sip of water before we move on to the last uh, story of the evening. All right. Um, last story of the evening. AP Jackson, are you a wrestling fan? I know you're working on a, on a, on something. Don't feel obligated to answer it. I, I, I think I've told you guys a couple times before, I used to be a major wrestling fan when I was younger. You know, uh, I would say probably till my early teens. Um, and then I just kind of realized how fake it was and I lost interest. Um, but the WWE, no, Okay. But wrestling is still a very popular sport amongst uh, people, uh, uh, the Amer an American audience especially. Um, and, you know, people get attached to the characters. I remember my favorite characters when I was a wrestling fan, I liked um, The Rock. I liked um, Undertaker. There was Re Macho Randy Man Savage. There was Rikishi. There was... Um, yeah, those were the ones that stick out to me. All right. But, um, and, and the WWE, they're always coming out with new, you know, quote unquote characters for the athletes who participate in this, in this sport. 
And not only, you know, coming up with names, WWE has a habit of trademarking character names for, um, you know, the different characters that participate within the WWE. Um, and sometimes they win, but they actually lost this round. Apparently, the WWE filed a bunch of trademark applications for specific athletes who are um, who 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 are wrestling. So you know, let's say they have John Doe and Jane Doe, and John Doe's you know stage name is Thor, and Jane Doe's stage name is Wonder Woman. WWE was trying to trademark those names for specific people. So uh, Thor was, you know, a trademark for, you know, wrestling entertainment services for, you know, John Doe. Wonder Woman is trademarked for entertainment services for Jane Doe. And the, the, the USPTO actually denied these trademarks. Why do you think the USPTO denied these trademark applications by the WWE for these um, character names for specific uh, for specific athletes who are participating in the wrestling matches? Why do you think they denied the the trademark applications? I've given you some clues in the way that I phrased the question. They're trying to trademark names for specific people within the WWE. Not just the characters, but specific people. So it's like if I was in the WWE, they say, you know, I'm trademarking Wonder Woman so Natalie can use the name Wonder Woman in the ring. Um, A.P. Jackson said, good, the wrestlers should own those names. Well, why, why do you think the USPTO denied the applications, though? Why do you think, A.P. Jackson? And I do agree with you that the wrestlers should own those names because, you know, they, they build, the, it's not just the name. The, the, the athlete builds the name. Like, if The Rock wasn't such a good entertainer, we wouldn't care about The Rock. Dwayne Johnson built up The Rock, right? So why do you think the USPTO denied the applications, AP Jackson? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you squirm too much. All right, the USPTO denied the trademark applications because they did not get the written consent of the specific people that they were trying to trademark the names. It's like again, let's take my Wonder Woman scenario. If the, if I was a WWE wrestler and the WWE was trying to trademark the the name Wonder Woman for me so I could fight in the ring, the USPTO said. Wait, wait, wait. Did you even get Natalie's permission to trademark this name for her? And for for the ones that were rejected by the USPTO, they did not get permission. On top of that, some of the trademark applications had opposition because the players themselves had filed trademark applications for their stage names. So um, the WWE, they need to really rethink their trademarking policy. You can't you know, attach something to someone without their permission. Think about someone trying to trademark the name King James for LeBron James, but having, but not getting LeBron James's permit permission. If they were saying, hey, I want to trademark King James for LeBron James merchandise, but they don't get LeBron James say so. They don't get his signature. You're not going to be able to do that. If you are basing your trademark on a specific person, a specific living person who I can see, who I can touch, who I can talk to, you need to get their permission, 
All right. So the WWE has to go back to the drawing board, but I, I see this coming to a head, right? Because the WWE, everybody is getting into their intellectual property. I don't think people were so into it back in the day, but now these days people are really into their intellectual property. So I see they're coming soon, you know, a, a big butting heads between these wrestling federations and the players because the players want more ownership over their characters, over their names and things like that. They're not just, you know, they're not just happy with just the check, you know, and the fame. They want the intellectual property. They want that residual income. So, um, I think there are going to be some changes coming within the wrestling, uh, within the wrestling world, at least as it comes to, uh, intellectual property. Okay. All right. So the, oh, wow. Okay. So those were the stories that I had for you tonight. AP Jackson, thanks for holding it down, girl. You know, you a real one. Um, for everybody who's going to be watching later, thank you so much for watching the replay. Uh, make sure that you go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm to check out everything that's going on with me. Remember, we are going on a hiatus from tomorrow to early January, so I'll still be taking discovery calls and talk to me Tuesdays, but there will not be any more one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions for the rest of 2020. Uh, go get your NPL Legal Dish merch. We've only got two more cups and six more t-shirts. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Yes! I forgot to talk about that. Thank you, AP Jackson. Okay, so we're going to stay on a little bit longer. Remember, um, I talked about that story with, uh, hey, hey, um, Trista, remember I talked about that story with Bob Dylan and Stevie Nicks, they sold their catalogs, right, Little Wayne just did the same thing for a hundred million dollars, I told y'all, these artists, they can't make money from touring, so they're selling their catalogs so they can make money, now, for someone like Bob Dylan or Stevie Nicks, I understand that because, you know, they're up there in age, Bob Dylan is in his 70s, I'm not sure how old Stevie Nicks is, but I know she's at least in her 50s or 60s, right? So for them, Bob Dylan, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to sell three, uh, spend $300 million before the Lord calls him home. Um, I don't know what he does with his money. And Stevie Nicks, $80 million, that, that's a pretty penny, right? But Lil Wayne, at $100 million, plus you have these racks of kids, right? Do you think that selling his catalog for $100 million was a smart move? That's what I'm hearing. Everybody's, you know, doubting whether that was a smart move, right? Do, what do you think about that? Do you think for someone considering Lil Wayne's age and his fan base and the fact that, you know, he has a family that he could preserve a legacy for, do you think it was a good idea for him to do that? Um, AP Jackson said, I heard that he was being sued. Uh, I heard that too. I don't know, you know, the details of that, so I cannot speak to that, but we also need to be aware that in this season, because artists can't tour, and remember, Lil Wayne, he was, he was having problems with, uh, what's his name, with, with his label, Young Money, Birdman, whatever, so Lil Wayne's money, a lot of it was coming through, uh, was coming through touring, and because of COVID, Lil Wayne can't tour. So, and I don't know about the being sued part, but on the whole, and Taylor Swift actually just sold some of, some or all of her catalog to a company for, uh, for 300 mil. So it's not just Lil Wayne. It's, it's a lot of people. But what do you think? Do you think this is a smart move for these artists or are they just thinking in the short term? 
What you think? Mm, 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 mm. What do you think? Because mm, mm, mm. thank you for reminding me about that, A.B. Jackson, because I wrote it down, but I just totally skimmed over it. For me, I think for someone Lil Wayne's age, Lil Wayne is not... Little Wayne, I don't think Little Wayne is much older than I am, which means that Little Wayne probably has at least another 40 years to go if he gets off the drugs, right? Um, plus you have, he has, I feel like he has at least six children. Um, A.P. Jackson said in his case, it may be short term, right? It may be short term. Uh, but you know, like think about all of the hits that Little Wayne has made. He's not going to be able to make that money anymore, right? Think about all his kids, the money that he could have preserved. We talked about Nipsey Hussle last week, um, that Nipsey Hussle's, uh, 25% of Nipsey Hussle's estate's worth comes from his intellectual property, right? So there is a lot of money there that, you know, while, yeah, you got this big payout up front, how much would you have gotten if you, if you had kept that over your lifetime? But them's rich people problems, they're not my problems, do what you want with your hundreds of millions of dollars. Um... I think that for some artists, it makes sense if you've had a long-spanning career, if you're kind of at the end, like Bob Dylan, yeah, but if, I think that if you're at the hot, you know, in the middle of your career, I don't know how good of, how good of an investment that is. Um, A.P. Jackson said, it's like investing in the stock market, hold it. Yeah, because like, think about like, intellectual property is just money in the bank. It is just money in the bank right, and, like, when, when you are investing, they, you know, you gotta hold it so you can make your money grow, but I don't know what Lil Wayne's situation is, um, you know, do what you want with your money, sir, but, you know, hopefully he can come up with another, with another rack of hits, and he can keep the catalog to that, um, Nipsey Hussle dated Lauren London, who has a child by, yes, I know, right, Lauren London has a child by Lil Wayne, so he just basically took uh, him and Lauren took some money out of him and Lauren's child's mouth. Um, AP Jackson said, "So that child is covered." Well, is that child covered? Just because Lauren is covered, we don't know what a rain. I doubt Nipsey Hussle, you know, put that child in his will. Like that's the child of Little Wayne. That's Little Wayne's job to provide for his for his offspring. That's not Nipsey Hussle's job. Now, I'm sure Lauren does her thing as well. She's an actress. I'm sure she has money. She's not dependent on anybody for money. But in terms of the fathers, I don't think Nipsey Hussle, you know, was making arrangements for Little Wayne's son when Little Wayne is right there. Okay? All right. But thank you for that um AP Jackson. And that extended version of the show. Um, but yes, so those were the stories that I wanted to talk to you about. We're going to be back here tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much, A.P. Jackson. Thank you, Trista. Um, A.P. Jackson said he may need to write for others. I mean, didn't they say he was writing for Nikki? Who knows? Get your, get your money, Wayne. Please put down the drugs. You're an amazing artist. I don't want you to end up like Amy Winehouse out here. Um, but yeah, stay safe guys. I'll be back here at 8 p.m. tomorrow. Oh, special announcement. So if you are on Clubhouse, it is a brand new social media app. I'm trying out something new tomorrow with a small group. Um, 
I'm doing uh, a, something called Startup Academy. It's basically going to be kind of a version of this show, but, you know, with instant feedback. So if you're on Clubhouse and you want to join me, um, follow me at Sweet Tally. At, that's at S-W-E-E-T underscore T-A-L-I-E. I will probably end up changing my at name soon, but, you know, when I just signed up, I signed up with the first one I had. But if you want to participate, I will be on there tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time doing Startup Academy. So, if, Or if you know friends who are on Clubhouse, let them know, okay? So that is what I had for you. Uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.